On the podcast today, I'm joined by my friend, Alan Egan. Alan has been educating owners and hosts and managers in this industry for a long, long time. And his platform, Rent More Weeks, has been around for many, many years. And Alan's going to tell us about the relaunch of Rent More Weeks and why we need to stop spending so much time on social media. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new, and what will help make your business a success. Welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer. And as we are now at the end of our season, I am delighted to be back with you once again. I should not do this with such enthusiasm in my voice, but because, you know, we, we just have this one season of the year. We have July and August. That's it. Having said that, September's pretty good, going to be pretty good for us this year as is October. And I don't know how you're all experiencing it, but pre-bookings for 2022 are extremely active. I don't think we've ever been this busy with people wanting to book a year in advance, you know, for in, in our market anyway. Many people leave it till March or April to book their cottage and are easily able to get one. But in the last two years, in 2020 and 2021, Those people have tried that and got to March or April, tried to book something and everything has been booked out. And they might have got something last minute, but in general, it was a washout of a summer for them. So I think people are coming around to that realisation that they need to secure something now, lock in their 2022 summer week right now. And we need to take advantage of that. Rates at the moment are the highest they've ever been. We're holding our 2021 rates for next year because there's a good chance they're going to go down once travel returns and our domestic market decides that they don't want to be so domestic anymore and they'll be racing south and east and west and whatever, getting out of Dodge, and that is Ontario, and travelling, doing that thing that we haven't done for quite some time. Talking about doing that thing we haven't done for quite some time. I'm talking to my friend, Alan Egan today. I've known Alan for a lot of years. It was way back in 2010, 11, something like that. I first came across Alan. He had a platform or a website called Rent More Weeks, and he was sharing information on how to take photographs, how to take really, really good photographs of your vacation rental for a listing. Something that people didn't really take much notice of until much later, in fact. You know, those were the days of the bare beds and no pillows and this is what you get. And Alan came on the scene saying, "Uh uh-uh, no, we've got to show stunning beds. We've got to make ripples in a swimming pool and not just show a hot tub with a lid on it. And it was pretty revolutionary then. Of course, these days, photography is the number one thing that we need to focus on. And 
a lot of what Alan was saying then is what we use as standard these days. So Alan's gone through a few iterations of Rent More Weeks and some other things he's done, and we'll, we're going to cover that. But we're also going to talk to him about the relaunch of Rent More Weeks. We're looking at the biggest challenges that are facing us all in direct bookings or in short-term rental, rental generally. We're also going to find out why he thinks that using social media as a path to bookings is no longer working and a few other juicy tidbits that Alan's going to share with us. So stay listening. This is going to be a good one. So I am super happy to have with me today, Alan Egan from Rent More Weeks. Alan, you've been on the show, oh, numerous times over the past eight years since we've been running this. So it is absolutely delightful to have you back on. We haven't had you on for a while, though. So welcome. Yeah, I've been keeping a low profile. (laughs) Well, just before we started recording, Alan and I were talking about keeping a low profile. He lives on an island in Denmark called Bornholm. And although he can see Sweden from the window, which sounds absolutely wonderful, it's been relatively quiet there for the past 18 months, right? Yeah, uh very quiet. So how has the pandemic impacted you because you you've been you've been you were renting out part of the property, weren't you? Uh, we were, but we moved. Our family bought the farm, so it is still being rented. But we've been doing that from afar, so to speak. Now we have been helping, but not like we were before. Not with people moving around right. <laughs> upstairs like it was before. Yeah. So this year has been pretty much like normal for renting. Mm-hmm. It hasn't made much difference. Of course, they've been mainly Danes. Germany opened up very late, so there were some Germans, but they were at the the end. It's a short season anyway. So you've had lots of experience in this industry as, and we know, uh, as an educator, but also as a property manager yourself. So I'm going to ask you to to sort of do a brief history of Alan and how you got here, Uh, you know, how you got to rent more weeks. So we're going back to Portugal now. Yeah, yeah, I left the UK in 2001. I always said I would retire when I was 40, and I bought a yacht when I was 39, and just after my 40th birthday, I left the UK and headed for the horizon. Sailed around quite a bit of France, Spain, and Portugal. Spent quite a bit of time in Portugal and had the opportunity to... Somebody asked me if I could rent out four properties. So I built a website, put the properties on Owners Direct, uh, my partner spent all of the time with front of house and I expanded the website, maintained the website and spent pretty much two or three years working with just search engine optimization. In those days, you could game Google a little bit more than you can now. Um, but within a year or 18 months, I was pretty much all over Google like a rash for the terms that I wanted. But after about uh, five or six years of doing that, it's grown quite a lot, there were up to 35 properties. I realised I was working again. I mean, it was <laughs> it gone from fun to seven days a week working, and I, I was doing no sailing, really, and a lot of work. So I stopped doing that and jumped on the boat and headed for the Caribbean. And I was sitting in the Canary Islands, just about to cross, and thought, well, what am I going to do now? And so I started Rent More Weeks, uh, started giving 
marketing advice on all sorts of topics. And at the time, there was only me, you, and Matt Landau. And they were the only three sources of marketing advice for people that had just started or managers, uh, et cetera. They, and in fact, people thought we were crazy. I used to get emails going, well, why are you doing this? <laughs> and so that's how Rent More Week started. I actually started writing the first of the photographic guides that I wrote uh, on the first night watch after I'd left the Canaries heading for Barbados. I remember your photo, uh, the, the photo photography guides so clearly because I can still recall a before and after photo you had of a swimming pool. Mm-hmm. And one was just a pool taken on a beautiful sunny day, just nice and still and with a couple of chairs around it. And then the second one, you'd created a ripple in the pool and on the chairs was a towel and a drink and a book. And the difference that you could make with just those tight, no more than a minute's worth of work was just phenomenal. And what year that must've been around about 2000 and 2010, 2010. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember looking at that and thinking that that is just revolutionary. <laughs> and I, don't, I talked about this in the introduction to this episode and, and, and said that, you know, the, the things that you were talking about in those photography guides are the things that is, is standard now. But we, although... Standard-ish. Standard, yeah. So I was just yeah. going to say, I, I, I did say, <laughs> although. <laughs> well, the bar on photography has gone up. I mean, in those days, it was pretty appalling. Partly it, that's because digital photography has become more of a norm. Yeah. Secondly, the bar went up, so other people had to do it. But still not that many go to the trouble of staging properly. The the psychological aspect of what you present, the subliminal aspects of a viewer coming across those photos, not that many people do that even even now. I I still see countless photographs of hot tubs with the lid on. Yeah. Um, oh, I could, the list goes on. Yeah, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's just not as commonplace as it was before, and, and you rarely come across the appallingly bad photos that were really spread across the listing sites in those days. Well, yes, yes, I, I remember the ones with the bare beds and no pillows or a, a, yeah. a sleeping bag, and I think I shared one with you. I mean, many. This is. <laughs> We're talking 10 years ago. I think I shared a photograph that I'd seen on a, a listing site on the sort of the, the original home away. It was a an apartment in Benidorm and it was a photo of a bedroom and there was a woman asleep on the bed. I remember that photograph, yeah. <laughs> I've still got it somewhere. I must unearth that picture because I, yeah, she, I mean, she, she wasn't just asleep on the bed. She looked like she'd passed out. She absolutely looked like she'd passed out for a day of drinking in the sun. Yeah, and hey, this is our condo. Come and come and experience this. Yeah, I remember but, that well. But it is, you know, it things have changed, obviously. But we are facing a lot more challenges these days. I mean, you and I, as educators, know this. You know, we're facing massive influx of of other people coming into this space many of whom have a lot of knowledge but also many people who have the benefit of six weeks of arbitrage behind them to to share with the world to tell how they how you can make a million dollars on airbnb in six months 
But so things have changed for us, but they've certainly changed for anybody entering this market now as a host or a manager. What are what are you seeing as the biggest challenges that are facing owners and small managers now? Uh, overwork, overload, and overwhelm. Really, uh, I don't think the rental side has changed. The front-facing stuff is pretty much like it always was. Guests might be a little bit more difficult to deal with now. I think that's probably the case with reviews and spitefulness in some cases. But the back end of, as you say, there's, there's so much advice being given. It's not all good. There's People are being told they should be doing this, they should be doing that. You absolutely have to do this. And what's happening with that is that instead of doing one or two things particularly well, mm-hmm. people are doing lots of things on a not very great basis, to put it bluntly. And I think a lot of people are doing things because other people are doing them. There's no strategy involved. I don't think that many people look at the ROI of their marketing in real terms. Now, what it costs them, as Benjamin Franklin you know, said, time is money. And as marketers, we only have time or money or both. And as very few of us in this business have a bottomless bucket of money, we tend to spend our time doing it. And you only have a finite amount of time. And if you take away the front-facing stuff, your time's less. And now if you spread that amongst all of these platforms and other marketing inlets, it gets overwhelming. The other day I saw an article that said the 16... Vacation rental podcasts you must listen to. <laughs> 16, 16. I remember the days when you did your first one. <laughs> the, if you just listened to only podcasts and didn't do any other social media or, or your channel manager got put to one side and you didn't go to any conferences, that's 16 hours of podcasts a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's no time for this stuff. So what's the answer then? You know, I, I, I see so many people take this real scattergun approach, which is what you're just saying. You know, they'll listen to the advice of one person, they'll read this article, they'll find a Kindle book, they'll be on multitudes, because we haven't mentioned Facebook groups, <laughs> multitudes of Facebook groups offering peer advice. What should they do? Where do they start to consolidate all of this? You know, what, what's the first step? to say I am in overwhelm and, and I need to bring this down to stop scattergunning. And is that a word? Yeah. Scattergunning. Um, yes, to, okay. to stop that and to, to start to create sort of a more coherent strategy for moving ahead. I think if you look at what you're doing and why you're doing it and how much time it takes up and ask yourself the primary question is why are you doing all these things? And I think if, if you ask most owners and managers why they're spending time on Facebook, Instagram, and all of this other media and all of these other information sources, they'd say to get direct bookings. I saw a huge conversation on Facebook yesterday about direct bookings. And what people don't realize is that you can only get direct bookings in one of three ways. That's through your website, through repeat guests, or through email marketing, which indirectly is through your website. Any other form of booking must by default come through a third party. And if it comes through a third party, you're dependent on somebody else and it's not a direct booking. And going back to what I said at the beginning there, you know, in the early days, I had some properties, I put them on owners direct and I was happy. In fact, you know, I would have conceived those as direct bookings. 
But then Home Away come along, they take over that, take over Owners Direct, start adding travellers' fees, and all of a sudden, I'm not making as much money as I was. I wasn't in control. And if you build a Facebook business instead of your own business, that's all well and good. You know, some people are very good at handling Facebook. But if Facebook pull the plug on you or change their algorithm or do something, you're back to these weren't the right bookings at all. I think the majority of people who are on Facebook with their own page, etc., I really don't see much return on investment for that time spent. I mean, everybody's doing it because everybody's doing it, but there are 200 million Facebook business pages. You're not, it's not like you're going down the mouth and there are a few shops. You've got your own shop. If I was starting a business, a, a bricks and mortar business, I would go and I would find premises. I would sign a lease. I would fit out of the shop. I would get stock. So if you take that scenario, but what everybody's doing is they're spending all their time in other people's shops. They're not actually in their own shop. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, I think, need to reevaluate their own website as being the hub of everything that you do instead of this, oh, well, I've finished Facebook. I'll see if I had any traffic today. Oh, I didn't have time to write an article because I was putting together some Instagram posts. You know, it's uh, the wrong way around. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm doing, I'm currently doing a a course on Facebook and how to create more traffic to come to our Facebook, you know, our, our business Facebook page. It's just part of our overall strategy because we are 100% book direct, but everything comes through our website. We'll, put, we'll touch on websites in a second in more detail. But just the statistics that were released in this course about, you know, having your own Facebook page and the challenge of getting anybody to see what you're posting. Is, is just enormous. You know, you think you've, you think you've got a lot of, you know, every time you post something, people are going to see it, but they're not. <laughs> it's such a small percentage. I had one of my Facebook pages had 12,000 followers and there were, was not very often a hundred people would see a post. Most of the time, 35, 45 people would see it. Yeah. And I see, I see people encouraging owners to get together and do Facebook ladders so I'll like your Facebook page and you like mm-hmm. mine. And you see this in in groups. And what that does is that sways the balance of people who are actually interested in going on holiday to your destination. And the other section are a load of vacation rental owners who couldn't come to your property in high season, even if you were giving a week away because they're running their own property. Mm-hmm. So this is what I'm going back to, that people are doing things because everybody's doing it but they're not actually considering the value of the time spent doing these things. Yeah, that's coming just coming back to that that ROI and yeah. and I think and 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 the scattergun approach because you know you, you spread enough spaghetti about it's going to hit the walls but what impact does each piece of spaghetti make? You don't know. It doesn't. It's digital poo sticks. You know, <laughs> I love that. Poo, where they they throw their sticks into the stream and they float off. And when you're putting content into this Facebook stream, the, the Twitter fire hose, et cetera, et cetera, it just floats off. It has a very limited shelf life of who might see it and when. And tomorrow it's gone. Yeah. So if you throw similar content into your website, it stays there and it helps bring traffic in the long run. It doesn't happen overnight, don't get me wrong. But Facebook, nothing happens overnight because overnight it's 
that content's dead. It's just floated off down the stream. I think that's a great way of, of, of looking at it. Really good. Um, let, let's just backtrack a little bit about social media because things have come and things have gone. And, you know, I've, I've got to touch on Google Plus because you were a huge advocate for Google Plus at one point, And, of course, that went too. So are there any social media platforms that are worth being involved in right now? Yeah, well, I, I would say, well, of course, it all depends on how much time you have to put into these things. If you're going to spend five minutes a day, then I would say no. But I would... If you're going to use anything, use Pinterest because it's in effect, it's, it works differently. It's a search engine. Your pins last forever. And people can come in and search for a certain destination or topic. And there's quite a good chance that your uh, posts will show up. To put that into context, um, I had a, a part-time worker that was working on Pinterest alone for me. And at one stage, I was getting 300,000 views a month, which in comparison with Facebook was tenfold more than Facebook. And I haven't done anything with that for probably about a year and a half. And that's still enormous amounts of views there. It lasts, has longevity. It doesn't just float off. It's quite easy to do, especially if you're putting content together on your, on your website. It's quite easy to put that content in. Uh, mm-hmm. into Pinterest as a direct link, unlike Instagram, where you can't link to anything. So people do click. It does bring quite a lot of traffic to your website. But I, it takes work. Yeah. I, I've been working with Jody Bourne from Jody Bourne Marketing for some time on, on Pinterest. And, mm-hmm. you know, it finally clicked one day because I couldn't figure out, you know, how, how this Pinterest thing worked. And then, you know, you've got to have that content. You've got to have that content already that you can then post to Pinterest so people will click on it and they'll just come back to your site. So they're out on Pinterest as a search engine looking for, you know, for us, looking for Ontario's cottage country maybe. They're going to come across one of my posts, which is, you know, the the five best things to do in the fall in cottage country. They come back to my site. They may not even have thought about going to a cottage. and taking a rental. But now I've captured them. They're on the site. They're on the content. They're seeing the calls to action. So they read the content about the five great things to do. And then they can click on the call to action, which, which says, take a look at the best properties to stay in while you're doing these activities. So it's, it's, it's strategic. It's, it's not just a matter of, of, as you say, just a quick post on Instagram. Exactly. So let's go on to content and how to take a more strategic approach to it. I mean, that's what you were doing with, with Google+. And I remember looking at some of the Google Plus accounts that you were supporting at that time. And it was, it was people creating all this fantastic content about their location. Is that the same thing that we should be doing with a website now? Yeah, well, pretty much. I mean... We weren't spending our time on Google+. Plus. You know, people misunderstood what we were doing there. All of what we were doing was actually done on our websites. And we were sharing that to Google+, mm-hmm. Plus because if you shared it now, within five minutes, it would rank in Google. It was like a, a direct yeah. link into the arteries of Google. Uh, and at the time, we were using some techniques to build up massive followings. It, mm-hmm. We were doing this in the very early days of Google+, Plus, and like all these things, early adopters really gain. 
they, they stopped that, but we didn't lose anything because all of the content that we ever put out was put out directly first onto our websites. We were just telling Google about it via Google+. I think the, what you need, as you say, or what I was saying earlier, is you need a strategy and you need good content. Google have this term for bad content as being called thin content, which is generally just a picture or a link with very little text. But it's quite convenient to make that sort of stuff and share it onto Facebook or wherever. You don't need to sit down and write a 5,000-word article. What you need is to sit down and write a 100-word article and link all of your articles together over time. So a very good way of getting traffic to your website is to go for high-traffic terms, which in your case might be things to do in cottage country, Ontario, and instead of sitting down and thinking, oh, God, that's going to take me ages, break that down into things to do with family, things to do after dark, things to do with kids, things to do for free, things to do on a bicycle. There are, you only got to go into somewhere like Uber Suggest and put in things to do in Ontario. And he will give you, or the software will give you a breakdown of all of the terms around that term. And there are lots of them. And then if, if you're writing about things to do with the family, you don't have to write all the things at once. Write one thing to do. It's going to take you 10, 15, 20 minutes and publish that on your website. And then the next time you write something, the same link to the first one. And when you've got five or six of them, put them in one article. And now you have something that you can actually give away for free on your website, uh, things to do with the family when you're visiting Ontario, download our PDF. And now you can build your email list. And so you can email these people because they've already shown some interest in what you have to offer. So instead of throwing these things just away into a stream, throw them into a pile on your website. And over time, doesn't you're not going to rank immediately because people are doing it on a much bigger scale but at least you have something going on that will show some return instead of just doing stuff for the sake of it. You hit the nail on the head there, just doing something for the sake of it. And I think people will see something on a Facebook group, somebody suggests and get that flash of inspiration. I must go and do that right now. I must go and open up my Instagram account and post some stories mm-hmm. without considering what the impact of that is and, and again we're coming back to return on investment and it's investment yeah. of time so you, you you figure that the time spent on creating this content is a far better use of of that time than anything else yeah i mean it has some long-term impact and you know with all the will in the world and i'm not putting it down anybody who's spending their time on facebook or twitter it's not just, there's no return or Instagram, you know, look at your Google Analytics. And if you haven't got Google Analytics, get it. And actually just have a look. I mean, Instagram is appalling for click-throughs because you can't even link. <laughs> so, you know, people would tell you, and I've said this in the past, you know, oh, you should build your brand. But building your brand, we're pretty fledgling companies in the in the scheme of things, you know. There are big brands and, you know, they can afford to spend their time on social we have a limited amount of time and we can't afford to spend it on social anymore. You know, I was the first person to say go on social media because when there weren't many people doing it, it was quite effective. But now everybody's doing it, which is the reason not to do it. Yeah, I, I was an early adopter of Twitter. 
<laughs> right back in the right back in the beginning. I was too. Yeah, I was absolutely, but I didn't use it in the same way as most people. In fact, I would still advise people to use Twitter, but not to say, "Hey, I've got a property." Mm-hmm. Um, I, I used to have searches done with TweetDeck that if people had put Algarven Villa in the same tweet, I would get an alert and I would say, "Hey, I hear you thinking about coming to the Algarve. I have some villas you might be interested in." That was all automated, and I I got bookings through that. I never sat there and said, "Oh, come and stay with me at Easter." You know, it's a, I still a still see those course. though. Still see those on Twitter. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because um, that's because other people are doing it. Yeah, it it is the same with with people's Facebook pages, particularly property managers, which is just a constant stream of this is this property's available and this property's available. Nobody cares. No. Yay. So content, that is, so what, what types of content you, I mean, we're, we just talk about written content or let, let's have a chat about video content. Well, video is useful. First of all, I don't have time to make loads of video and pretty much anybody who's you know, put a video on YouTube has agreed that you can share it. So if I'm writing an article, things to do on Bourne Home and I'm writing about the art gallery, then I can just go straight off to YouTube. I can find generally the council, the commune, the tourist office, whatever you call them, have done a whole professional package of a video showing the art gallery. So I'll just take that. I'll write a few words about um, where it is, how much it costs to get in, uh, the opening hours, what I like about it. So make it personal. Don't you know? Make it personal. Whatever you do. I'll put a photograph of the gallery and I'll put a video supplied by somebody else that shows people walking around or whatever. I'll add a Google map. Job done. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And and I've, I've used that on our website and, you know, water activities are, are really common here because all our properties are on the water. So we're seeing more and more people providing stand up paddle boards. I know that getting standing up on a stand up paddle board is not easy the first time once you know how to do it then you know it's it's like riding a bike so i went you know i don't need to do a video of me standing up on a paddleboard and get somebody else doing that and then editing it because there's a gazillion videos out there of how to stand up on a paddleboard and so we've included that on our website with as you say that 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 caption which says, you know, a lot of our properties now include stand-up paddle boards. We know it's difficult, da-da-da-da-da, a little bit of warnings about, you know, don't take your paddle board out when it's, you know, in, in high winds or when there's storm coming. So there's some of our material in there, but absolutely mm-hmm. fine to use somebody else's video. Yeah. Um, Steve Elsie does this fabulously with Vacation Adirondacks and and yeah. uses a time i mean i think i mean i know you've worked with steve well, i made i made his site yes uh, yeah and, and it's, it, I, i've made sites for all over for properties all over the world for places that i've never been and i've made huge pages of content stacked with video in mm-hmm. uh, steve's site i think there's over an hour and a half of video yeah Everything from water sports to skiing to uh, the wildlife, which is what a lot of people go for, fishing. I mean, it's and he's if you type in vacation Adirondacks now, he's number one. Yeah, um, he wrote to me today. <laughs> Let me just, I mean, he's such a great character. So, I yeah. and for those of you listening, if you have not checked out the episode I did with Steve on 
his when we talked about his website we talked about his videos and and it, it's actually one of my favorite all-time episodes because Steve <laughs> is such he is such a lovely person as well so did you did, so so what was Steve yeah, saying this so morning he wrote, he wrote to me today to say he's already booked 28 weeks next yes. year yeah and 26 of those weeks are repeat bookings yeah yeah, he has a massive. I mean, isn't that what we want? We've got yep. you want this repeat audience. And his price is up ten percent. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, the, the couple of things he's done. This is a little bit of an aside that uh, for his repeat guests that he I did. I, I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Alan. I'm sure you are. That he's created these signs with their names on them. These little yeah. wooden yeah, signs, wooden, engraved wooden signs. Yeah. That go yeah, on the, the Smith family. Yeah, beside the door, you know. So when when the Smith family arrives, they come to the door and their plaque is up that says the Smith family. So light lives here, which I just I just love that. Anyway, that was a bit of a a, a, a bit of a segue, um, but that is fantastic. Just that tip on YouTube content that you can find it from anywhere. So talking about tips for people listening right now, what are five things that an owner or a manager could actually do today to make some improvement to their business? Do less, I would say. <laughs> as first one, streamline tasks and do what's left better. So sit down with a cup of tea and a, and a cold heart and really have a look at what you're doing and the return that you're getting on that. So if you're spending two hours a day on Facebook have a look at how much traffic that's bringing to your website. And if it isn't much, then look at doing something else instead. Now, I'm not saying give up social media in a personal way. I'm not saying don't belong to Facebook groups full of other owners where you're getting advice, etc. But try and pare it down a bit because you've only got so many hours in the day. So really, that maybe is the second one. I'd say cut down or cut out social media. You know, certainly cut it down because it's... I. In 99% of cases, I would say that it's not bringing you the value of the time you're putting in. Thirdly, I'd say make your website the center of your universe. Like I say, it's not the thing to, oh, I'll go and check. I haven't looked at my website for a week. I'll go and have a look now. It's your shop and you should spend time in your shop and you should do everything you can to get paying people through the door of your shop. It's the one thing that you are in control of. Put together some sort of PDF of personal recommendations and offers as a free download in return for someone's email address and add them to your emailing list with something like MailChimp, which is free to do. And once a month, once a quarter, put something out to those people, even if it's only a special now and again, or maybe a, an ice cream parlor has opened up around the corner Maybe there's uh, an open barbecue one night. Things that people wouldn't know. Mm -hmm. They like to be kept informed. A couple of little things you can do. So fourthly, speed up your website. Now, if you can't do that yourself by looking at YouTube, uh, you could maybe go to somewhere like Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com, and you need to make your website as fast as you can because that's huge in the way in which Google looks at your website and the way in which people will spend time on your website. If it takes more than two seconds to load, now people will leave. Google coined the term micro moments. Well, 
So do some speed tests on your website. Go to GT Metrics. That's G-T-M-E-T-R-I-X.com. And uh, put in a few of the pages of your website uh, there and see what the speed comes back at. And lower down the page, GT Metrics will give you advice on how you can speed things up. Uh, and lastly, a fairly simple one is to serve WebP images on your website. Most of you have probably got WordPress websites, and the latest update in the middle of last month was WordPress now by default will serve WebP images. And they in themselves are about half the size of normal images, normal being JPEG. So your page sizes are much reduced. They load quicker, but the photos look the same. Uh, so, yeah, the, a couple of overall things there and a couple of things that you could implement quite quickly and probably for free or cheaply. Fantastic. Those those were great suggestions. And you've got me. I, well, the one thing I, I love is... It's your shop. Spend, t- you know, <laughs> you spend time building your shop. You don't just walk away and leave people to come in and wander around and not adjust things on a daily or weekly basis. So that's what you need to do uh, with your website. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, people are off looking for the next magic bullet, shiny things. And in general, shiny things look good from a distance, but the time you get close up, they're not what you expected. And that might. Like, all I'm saying is it's the one thing you control. And if you want direct bookings, in fact, it's the only thing that you have because you may be doing all right on Facebook, like I said, but if they pull the rug from under you, you've got to go back to your website anyway. Yeah. So one thing I would add is that, um, you know, if you're going to do direct bookings and you're going to take the time to create a website, don't send people to your Airbnb listing from it. <laughs> I saw somebody write about that last week. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, what is the point? There is no point in having your own website if you're just sending them to another platform to make their booking. Yes, taking so, a heavy chunk of your commission. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I mean, it should be no-brainer, but unfortunately it seems not. Tell us about the new Rent More Weeks, because I know you've done some, you've done a bit of a hatchet job on it, right? Yeah, I removed about 4,000 posts. 4,000? Wow. Yeah, well, I, I wrote every day for four years and then even when I wasn't doing it every day I was still writing quite a lot but like I'm suggesting here that people look backwards you know we, we evolved to a place and I looked backwards and go oh, well in those days there was nobody else was giving that advice or that advice is outdated now so I could go through all of these and see what's relevant but there are a ton of places where people can find out about every aspect of this business now so I figured it was time to just put the past in the past and I'm only concentrating on websites now. So uh, giving advice, I'm still building websites for people. I'm giving advice on the most recommended plugin may have changed on one certain thing that I was using before free software tools that are available online for making video, editing video, cropping photographs, that sort of thing, uh, where to get free stock photographs, stock video, etc so i'm just trying to make people's lives better just with regard to websites if they want to know about anything else there's no shortage of places they can drop in and, and learn about so so you've relaunched rent more weeks so people can find out more about predominantly websites you're you're still building websites too though right oh yeah 
but you know, still building and maintaining. And I've built, you know, before I was giving away free websites, well, I built a new version of that. It won't be free. It'll be a minimal charge because people were taking my free course and then offering their web services <laughs> and looking at my videos in order to sell what they were selling. So there will be a fee attached to it, but it won't be. It'll be cheap. Well, I know. Um, I know that I I I come across some of um some of the websites that you the people took advantage of that free web uh, website building service, and they're very distinctive. They're full of content, and and people have taken them and then run with them and become more absolutely. adept at using WordPress. And I mean, now with um with Gutenberg. I mean, now I <laughs> I find it so simple to go onto my website and and create a new post and make it look attractive, whereas before it was a bit tough. Yeah, well, it was, and that's why I've made this new version. It's entirely Gutenberg, uh, so it's core WordPress, which makes it faster, which was another one of the reasons I was uh, giving there. It's easier to use. Uh, I've made a lot of blocks, so custom blocks that drop into the template, um, and if you use... Uh, the hosting that I'm using, I will give you a copy straight to your server. So it's, the, the, the website is complete, just with, you just have to change images and text. So is this up and running now, Alan? So if somebody who's listening now thinks... Uh, parts of it are, I'm still putting the final touches to the, to the website. It will be done by the end of September. Mm-hmm. I'm also advising people now, I was advising to use SiteGround's hosting before. I'm now recommending uh, cloud servers, uh, dedicated because it's cheaper uh, than SiteGround uh, and it's uh, much faster and it's a dedicated server. So the fact that the other websites on your server with shared hosting could get busy and your, mm-hmm. your website will get slower, now I'm using dedicated servers. And that gives me the ability to take the copy of the website that I've created and drop it straight onto your server next to your existing website. So your existing website will function as normal until you've made the changes to my website and then you just swap them over. Wow. Okay. So we're going to have all the the information on that on the show notes. So you'll get the link to Rent More Weeks and to all the other things that uh, that Alan's mentioned while we've been talking. You know, things like Ubersuggest, which is is, um, Neil Patel's platform that I absolutely love and actually have the free version don't use the pay i use the paid version because i'm making a lot of websites but just use the free version if you're watching this and you will get a list of things to write about that you will never run out of yes yeah exactly i'm i mean i I will use i use that all the time if i've got an idea and i think oh i need to write an article on wildlife in Ontario because everybody loves the wildlife and put that into Uber suggest and just this whole raft of ideas will come up. So, yeah. yeah. So you've also mentioned, you know, things like Google analytics, MailChimp, Fiverr.com, gtmetrics.com and cloud servers. And, and I'll also put a link to Steve Elsie's website, which is really just great to go look at for a little bit of inspiration and uh, and anything else that Alan may give me um, to uh, to post on there, Alan. As ever, it's, it's such a pleasure speaking with you. I'm sorry Wait. we won't get together in Annecy or in uh, for for uh, for Antonio's Vacation Rental World Summit. I'm sorry we won't get together at uh, the Book Directs show in London. But one day, one day, 
Yeah, yeah, we will. One day we will, we'll, I will get off this island at some stage. <laughs> One day we'll recreate that lovely dinner we had out in Amsterdam. I still remember that. I still remember that fish. <laughs> so for now, thank you so much. I hope you will be able to get off, uh, get off the island at some point and go to England and uh, meet up with your family because I know it's been a long time for you. And look forward to seeing you again, again very soon. Thanks so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me, Heather. Thank you so much, Alan Egan. So exciting to do something new or refreshed, I think. Uh, Alan has such massive experience in this business from the marketing perspective, from the website perspective. You know, it's all well and good listening to things that sort of, you know, going back to this scattergun thing, you know, you, you take in all these little bits of information and and what he's proposing is just be focused. Be focused on that website, on putting the content in there, and the rest will come. I fully endorse that. Something that I'm doing with my own website at the moment, we're just building, building, building content and just creating more and more of it because people are out there all the time looking for it. They're not actually on Facebook looking for your content. They're scrolling and they may just come across it. They, you know, something may come across their newsfeed and, and they'll go take a look at it, but they're not focused on finding your content. And that is what this is all about. It's just more focus to create more traffic to your site. So yeah, once again, thank you, Alan Egan. Always such a pleasure and can't wait to Get together, could be another couple of years, but, you know, we'll still be rolling on doing this stuff. What else can I say? So, as ever, it's it's always great to share these things with you. Maybe you are listening to 16 different podcasts and you've just come across mine, or maybe mine is is way up there as one of the ones that is in your favorite playlist for vacation rentals. I don't know, but I hope you've taken something away from this episode. I certainly have, and and I do with every episode I do. So hopefully you can take your business to the next level with something you've learned today. Thank you so much for joining me. It's always a pleasure. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week. <laughs>